You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's been such a roller coaster since Purim the last few weeks. I don't know about you, but I can't stand roller coasters. I remember probably the last time I went was when I was a teenager. <clears throat> Out of peer pressure, I went on some roller coasters, maybe at Great Adventures, maybe at Hershey. But since then, I always try to stay far away. But this is a roller coaster that we weren't, that we didn't choose to go on. And we can't wait. We pray for the moment that we can get off. We're not exactly sure how to respond to this sorrow, to the anxiety, to the fear, to the pain. One thing that everyone listening is for sure clear about is that Hashem is talking to us. This is without a shred of doubt. But what is he saying and what should be our response? I've listened to many shiurim, so much divrei chizik, I've talked to old friends and new friends, relatives, rabbeim, chaveirim. I felt up. I've been down. Every Yom Kippur afternoon, I always daven that my words at Neila should be inspiring and meaningful and helpful and hopeful. And I pray to Hashem that tonight as well, my words should have meaning and hopefully give chizuk. But you should know that while I pray that I can give chizik to everybody listening, I will tell you at the outset that I'm mainly talking to myself. A number of years ago, about 3,500 years ago, our grandmothers and grandfathers, our babis and zaydis, were in a land called Mitzrayim. They were in Egypt and they were enslaved and they were broken and they were tortured. And their sons were thrown into the Nile River to drown. In the middle of all the despair where the Pasuk tells us that the Jews could hardly breathe, because they were so worn, so torn. In the middle of it all, there appeared two great women. And they were known in the Torah as the Miyaldos Ha'evrios, the Jewish midwives. When everything else and everyone else was down and out, they were completely laser-focused on their mission of building Am Yisrael, fearless in the face of great pressure and great pain. And their names were Shifra and Pua. Our tradition tells us that they were none other than Yocheved and Miriam, the mother and sister of our great Rebbe, Moshe Rabbeinu. And Rashi tells us why were they called, what was the meaning of their names, Shifra and Pua? You see, each one had a job, had a role, had a mission. And the role of Shifra and Pua is what I believe every single Jewish person in the entire world has to tap into this year. It's to access what I'd like to call the Koach Shifra and the Koach HaPua. The energy of that great woman 
called Shifra and that great young girl called Pua. You see, Shifra, her job was to shape the head of the child. When the child came out, the Shifra would make the child look nice. The Shaper es Havlad. The Shaper, the word Shipur, means to improve. We blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah as we hope the shofar will lead us and stir us to better our ways, to improve ourselves. Le shaper. They make us do better, to look nicer, to be an improved version of who we are and, and who we could become. <clears throat> That's the role of shifra. To make us look better, to be better. But then there's pua. See, Pua's role was not to make us look nice and look good, but to make the child feel good. To be in the right state of emotion, to be able to smile, to feel loved and cared for. Chevra, Klal Yisrael, whoever's listening, there are two things that we need to know right now. And there are two jobs that we have. First, we have to be mishaper. We have to enter into a state of shipur to straighten out our heads, to fix ourselves the way we think, to improve, to come back to what it means to be a religious Jew. It's Zman Atruva, to live in the way that Hashem wants us to live. Someone mentioned to me last week, or maybe earlier this week, that Yehuda Willard was giving a shear. Ashir of Chizuk, and he explained that now the whole world is shaky. It's insecure. And when the world is insecure and shaky, we have to fix the foundation. The foundations of the world are Torah, Avodim, Gemilas Chasodim. We have to enter into a state of Shippur to strengthen, to improve the different areas that need improvement. But what I noticed was started to happen in my own work in my own avoda, and from listening to many shiurim around the Jewish world, is that we were starting to get too hard on ourselves. And if we start to feel too guilty and too down and unworthy, we'll end up hurting ourselves. This is not the way, even in a pandemic, this is not the way. The improvement of Shifra has to be coupled with the love of Pua. Ivduas Hashem B'Simcha does not mean to serve Hashem with Simcha when we're making a wedding, when we have a good day at work, when things are going well, when life is great, when my prayers are being answered, when everyone's healthy and there's healing and redemption. That's not Ivduas Hashem B'Simcha. That's not what David HaMelech was telling us. Then when things are great, we serve Hashem with Simcha. Of course, then we, would serve, we will serve and we do serve Hashem with Simcha when life is wonderful. When things are down, when things are rough, when we're scared and unsure and anxious. In those moments, specifically in these moments, we have to find the kayak to serve Hashem. When the baby is born in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the pandemic, while they're in Mitzrayim and there was despair all around, that's when Pua starts to poo-poo. That's when she breaks out the rummy cub and the apples to apples games and the connect four. That's when she's making the kids laugh. That's when she's creating an environment of simcha of joy. Ashrenu 
That's the goal of this Pesach, to think of ways to improve, to think of ways to come closer to Hashem, to think of ways to enhance our avodah, but to do it in a way that will make my life more enjoyable, will add meaning and joy, and eventually, Beit Shefa and Bracha, Shifra coupled with Pua. Shifra without Pua is not going to work. It always bothered me, as I'm sure it bothered you, and it bothers you, the response of the father to the Russia. The Russia asks what seems to be a fair and simple question, What's going on with this avoda for you? It's true he doesn't mention Hashem. And it's true he says the word lochem, which seems to include himself. But, And you say to him, Sometimes someone asks how we're doing. We don't always say Baruch Hashem. Sometimes we say Baruch Hashem. Sometimes we say thank God. Sometimes we say we're doing well. We don't mention the Rabbanu Shalom. Okay, it's, we should always say Baruch Hashem. But to make us into a Russia, what was so bad? What did he say? And what, what did he say that deserves such a response? If you were there, you wouldn't have been redeemed. What a troubling response. Who talks like that to his son? It's so bad. If you were there, you, would, you wouldn't have been redeemed. You think in Arsameach and Esha Torah when they're... they're they're trying to be Makariv. Yidin, they say, if you were there, you wouldn't have been redeemed. What does it mean? The Slana Marebbe writes in his letters that on Pesach, we have a special kayach of skipping, of passing over the same way Hashem passed over the homes. It's the Yom Tov of Passover. Hashem skipped over and jumped over the homes of Klal Yisrael during the Magefa. We too have a capacity to skip and to jump on Pesach. Let's understand what the Slonim Rebbe Reb is teaching us. A person may see themselves as unworthy, unworthy of standing in front of Hashem, unworthy of striving for Kedusha. Who am I? Do you know how many Averis I'm filled with? I'm going to stand in front of Hashem. I'm going to... The question of the rush is as follows. This son asks, how is it that Klal Yisrael, who are on the 49th level of Tumah, where did they have the goal, the chutzpah, to feel that they were worthy to do avodas hakarben Pesach, to do zrikas hadam like they're in the base Migdash? Someone at that level of Tumah should have a little bit more respect they have no place in the base of Middash. There's no place for such a person on that level of Tumma doing Avoda. This Avoda is not for you. It's not for me, says the Russia. The Russia is not bad per se, but he feels after all he's done, after all he's seen, he's not worthy of coming close to Hashem. He's not worthy of Avoda Hashem. The Russia feels that Hashem has had enough of me, doesn't want me. First, clean up your act. You may have heard of the story of the Balchuvo who comes to the mikvah with a tattoo on his arm and he's covering it over. He's embarrassed. And this older man comes up to him and pulls up his sleeve and he shows him he too has a tattoo, numbers from Hitler, Yamach Shema. 
And we all have tattoos of one form or another. But we still come in front of Hashem. So the father screams at the son. He says, you're not allowed to talk like that. Go upstairs to your room. You're not allowed to talk like that. Every Jew has a makom. By the Rabbanu Shalom, Sham, Nigal. If you were there with this attitude, if the Jews of the time of Mitzrayim felt that way, that they were too low, they were not worthy, then we'd still be in Mitzrayim. Since Hashem gave us mitzvahs, and because of those mitzvahs, we became worthy. It's because we felt worthy that we did those mitzvahs. Four-fifths of the Jews felt that way. They felt they weren't worthy, so they remained in Mitzrayim forever. Redemption will happen when we turn to Hashem, despite our shortcomings and despite our failings. Sometimes we think, we're not worthy of Hashem's protection, of His kindness, of His rachamim. That's the Russia talking. Rabbi Amsterdam was one of the great Talmudim of Yisrael Salanter. And when he was a younger man, he once said to this Rebbe, he said, Rebbe, if I only had the mind of the Shagas Aryeh, if I had the heart of the Yisod Vesharash Havoda, if I had your Midos, Rebbe, then I could serve Hashem. Rebbe Yisrael said, back then, Naftali, you have it all wrong. It's Dafka with your mind and with your heart and with your Midos. That's the only way that you could serve Hashem. We have to tap into Shifra and to Pua. Absolutely, we have it. It's a time of tshuva. It's a time of improvement. It's a time of shipur. But only in the context of pua, only in the context of love, it's going to be a tshuva me'ahava. Hashlech al Hashem It says in a sefer b'tach by Hashem, he quotes this pasuk until Hashlech al Hashem Sometimes we feel like the burden we're carrying is too heavy, that the pain is too deep, the loneliness is too intense. David HaMelech says, throw the burden on the Rabbanu Hashem wants to carry the burden with us and for us. The great Simcha is going to happen. If the Hashem Simcha happens in a difficult time, when we throw our problems, our fears, our anxieties, and we share them in a very real way with the Rabbana Shalom. Rabbi Kaplan told over a story about a young boy, maybe 11, 12 years old, and he was diagnosed with cancer. And the doctor said that there wasn't anything they could do. And they sent the boy home. Rip Kaplan tells over that he knew the boy. The mother went to a great tzaddik. And she was crying and crying and crying and crying to the tzaddik. Asking him to daven if there's anything he could do. And the tzaddik said as follows. If you knew... If you knew that this is what Hashem wanted, if you knew that Hashem wanted your son, would you be willing to give him up?
The mother heard the question. She was struggling. She was struggling. She wasn't able to give the answer. Her head was shaking. Her eyes were closed. She was crying. And after a minute, she said, if I knew that Hashem wanted my son, if I knew that Hashem want, if I knew for sure that Hashem wanted my child, I would let him go. And the tzaddik said, now we can daven. Rabbi Kaplan said, four weeks later, the boy had a full recovery and he knew him as a young adult. Hashlech al Hashem We're afraid, nervous, unsure, scared, shaky. Hashlech al Hashem Yehovcha. Hashlech al Hashem Yehovcha. Gam ki eilech begeit samoves. Lo ira ra ki ato imodi. We have to repeat that pasuk. Ki ato imodi. Ki ato imodi. Lo ira ra ki ato imodi. Rav Shetzer Rebbe explains. We say in Kiddush. And he explains as follows. What does that line mean? We say it so often. <coughs> the Rav Shetzer Rebbe, Rav Naftali explains. The first step in becoming someone who's holy. The first step in connecting with the Rabboni Shalom. In getting Seder in our lives. In coming back to the way that things are supposed to be. The way they were always supposed to be. We look at ourselves and all the stuff we've done. All the mistakes. All the problems. All the regrets. And we write ourselves off. Rabbi Tali says, Kodesh, the first step in Kedusha is remembering Mitzrayim. What level were they on? They were on the 49th level. And they made a move. They made a move in Mitzrayim that a Kodesh Baruch who says he remembers till this day and we sing a song. Kadesh Baruch Hu says, I remember when you went out to the desert, going out to the desert, alone in the desert. What's in the desert? The fear of the desert. But you trusted me. And Hashem says, I remember those days. I remember those days back. I remember. Hevra. Hevra. We're going to look back on these days. And we have to make sure that we remember and HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembers how we turn to him in these days. So that in generations to come, he's going to say, Lech They walked after me. They have bitachon in me. They shared with me what they were feeling. Sometimes the greatest closeness is when we're in a state of aloneness. It says, by Yavosa Yaakov Levado. Yaakov was alone, and the Medr says, Veniska Hashem Levado, Hashem is also alone. When a person feels alone, it's Dafka then that Akadosh Baruch who is the closest. 
Lech teich acharai ba midbar ba yivosa Yaakov levado. It's exactly that moment. If we stay with that moment and turn to the Rabbanu ad alos hashachar, that's what will bring us out into the light again. I know this because yesterday I was speaking to someone. I'm very close to like a brother. Last week he went into the hospital for a serious 10-hour operation to remove a tumor last week. He wasn't able, his family was not able to go in with him to the hospital. They didn't let anybody in. His wife drops him off at the door of this hospital. Can you imagine the aloneness? I was trying to reach him. Of course, as it often is, I was trying to call him to give him chizuk. And what happened is he gave me so much chizuk. I'm so grateful. And he told me in these words, when he walked into that hospital, it was him and the Abishter. It was him and Hashem, no one else. But Yevaser Yaakov Levado, Beniskov Hashem Levado. Some people feel alone. Maybe they'll even be alone for Pesach. You should know you're not alone. No one's alone. It's the opposite. When you're most alone is when Hashem is the closest. It's me and Hashem. It's you and Hashem. It's me and the Abishter. Baruch Hashem, he's home and recovering. Baruch Hashem. He shared with me a beautiful Torah from the Talmud of Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nossam in Emerev who writes in all, of in all places in Hilchos Netilas Yadayim. He writes as follows, and he kept repeating this, we kept saying it over to each other, Kishen is batal ha-teva, when is gala ha-hashgocha, zeb b'chinas bitl ha-choshech v'halayla, when a person recognizes that there is no teva, there is only hashgochas Hashem, we have a choice. We can either talk all day and all night about all the deaths, Rahman al-Islam, that are projected about the virus, the economy, the loss of jobs, the market, the sickness, the fear, the anxiety. Or we can talk about the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Rabbanu Shalom, is behind everything. And he wants us to peel away the layers and see that. When the teva, when nature is uncovered, when we pull away the curtain, then 
at that moment, there is no longer any choshech, there is no longer any darkness. Ki Hashem then the true light will be revealed. That's the light of the Rabban Shalom. Ein od Malvado. Ein od Malvado. I remember 25 years ago, I was talking to a tzaddik. I was going through a very difficult time. He pulls out a nefesh achayim and he tells me, read these words. And in Shar Gimel, the nefesh achayim says, a segula nefla, a great segula. There's a great segula that a person has to understand when he's going through difficulty, ain od mulvado, nothing can touch a person without a Kaddish Baruch Hu giving the okay, without a Kaddish Baruch Hu saying, there's a hashgachas Hashem and everything. He's behind everything. And then Reb Nassim says something that's an absolute... We can get up and jump for joy. We can jump for joy. Reb Nassim says something astounding. It only can, it, we can only say, Ashreinu matov chalkeinu. Ma'ahavti Torah sechal kol hayom yisichasi. Torah Hashem temima meshivas nofesh. Reb Nassim explains as follows. What is the idea behind Nagel Vaser? Netilas Yadam, we get up in the morning from the time that we're three years old maybe even younger, and we're washing our hands in the morning. Till yesterday, I had no idea what I was doing. What was the idea of the Negelvasa? What's the Yisod? What's the depth? What's the Amkus? What's going on with Negelvasa? Ne- what are we doing? Rabbi Nelson explains as follows. The idea of darkness in this world, the idea of sleep in this world, is the lack of understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. When we start to claim and believe that everything is based on numbers and mikra and teva and nature and we forget that the Rabbanu Olam is in charge, that the Rabbanu Shalom is right next to me, is right with me with every step. When we forget that, that's what we call sleep. That's what we, the shofar is supposed to wake us up from our sleep. We're sleeping when we think, when we forget Hashgachas Hashem. The hands represent when we think that we're in charge. When we think that we're in charge. That's Teva. That's Teva. That's nature. We wake up in the morning and we wash our hands. It's because we want to wash away and remind ourselves first thing in the morning when we come out of the darkness that everything is Ashgachas Hashem. It's like putting our hands in the mikvah. But we're in the mikvah. We realize our entire lives is Bidei Shemayim, is Bidei the Rabbana Shalom. We can't exist in the mikvah. Can't exist there long. That's when we recognize everything's by the Rabbana Shalom. We wash our hands to wash away Kochi Otsim Yadi. We wash our hands to wash away the darkness of the night when we start to believe, when we got lost, we got lost maybe for years, for years and years when we got caught up and we thought that I run the world, that we run the world, that nature runs the world, that the news runs the world. When we forgot Hashgach Hashem.
That's the yesod, the amkus, the meaning of washing our hands in the morning. So chevra, we need shifra, we need improvement, but it must be done in the context of poor. We have to improve, but from a state of joy and love. It's a time of tshuva, but it's a time of tshuva me'ahava. I don't believe that the tshuva that's going to happen from fear is going to last. I don't believe it. It's not going to last. It's a time of turning to Hashem and recognizing His oneness, His ashgacha, His greatness, His kindness. That beautiful song, Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. The more we increase our bitachon Hashem, the more we see Hashem walking with us, the more we'll be able to experience simcha even during these times. There's a beautiful sefer called the Arve Nacha, written by Rav David Ibishitz. Rav David Ibishitz, the author also of the Levusha Srad, other very important svarim. In Parshas Achremos, he explains as follows. He writes, there's a difference between Ema and Pachad. Ema and Pachad. He calls the Medrish, Ema is Al Harachokim. Pachad is Al Hakrovim. Ema is when the fear is far away. When a person's afraid of something, but it's not something that's imminent, that's at one's doorstep. Pachad, on the other hand, is when the problem, the fear, the Cossack, the German, the virus, it's when they're at the door. That's Pachad. Pachad's Allah Krovin. Avinochel says as follows, even the Malochim, even the Malochim, when they sing Shira to Hashem, they do it be'ema. Kulam onim be'ema. Be'omrim be'yira. Avinocha writes, pachad. We can't exist in a state of pachad. It's too intense. It's too much. The malach wouldn't, would cease to exist if there was too much pachad. And he gives a marshal, there was a king. And the king needed his crown to be adorned with the greatest and most magical, wealthiest, most expensive jewels and diamonds and rubies. So he brought in the, great, the greatest expert in the land. And the person came to, to put the jewels onto the crown, but, but his hands were shaking. He was all scared. He couldn't get anything done. So the king had to fire him. He had to tell him he, he wasn't up to the job. So he brought in a second craftsman, and, and the craftsman was great at the job, but he was flippant. He had no respect for the king or for the kingdom, and he fired him as well. So he brings in a third craftsman, and he says to this person, he says, I'd like you to do this job for me. I know you have respect for the king, but don't be so nervous. I'm going to walk away a little bit so that you can do, so that you can, so that you can, you can do the job that you need to do. Avinochel says, in our lives in Avodah Hashem, we have to have Yira Shemayim. The Pachad is too much. To Tefillah, Hashem is so close, but there's Pachad. When he's so close, we're petrified. It, it, it adds a state of, of such anxiety and fear. 
It's not, can't last so much longer with this. We ask Hashem to remove the Magefa, to give her a four Shalema, to all those who needed a four Shalema. And Menachem Mordechai ben Ophira. It's going to be a Seder like no other Seder we've ever had. If we're feeling down, we should feel up. A lot of plans are ruined. This could be the best Pesach of our lives. As we said before, by Yevosar Yaakov Levado, Vidiskav Hashem Levado. Less sometimes is more. This is the year to focus on our connection with those closest to us and with the Rabbana Shalom. Rabbi Azari himself writes in the Haggadah, Hare Ani Kiben Shivim Shana. What does it mean, Hare Ani Kiben Shivim Shana? What does that mean? Why is that important for us to know? The Sefer Masi Hashem writes, there were 70 years after Chorban Bayis Rishon. Abdullah Zabar Azariah lived after Chorban Bayis Imagine living a few years after the Chorban Bayis, what that must have felt like. Imagine living after Corbin by, imagine living in 1650, 1651, after Chamonitsky pogroms, imagine living in 1946, 1947, a survivor. Hareniki Ben Shivim Shana, Rosa Azaria says, I feel like those Jews after the Corbin bias. I don't know how I can have a Seder like this. How can you have a Seder without a, a base Hamigdash? How can we have such a Seder? How can we have a Seder with a pandemic? Where's the freedom? Where's the Chairus? Where's the Simcha? Where's the joy? Where's the Chaveirim? Where's the Dibu Chaveirim? Abdullah Azariah says, Ben Zoma taught me. Ben Zoma taught me. Call Yemechayecha. Sometimes Pesach is when things are wonderful and everyone's healthy and everybody's good and the family's together. And sometimes there is a way to experience Pesach even in the Laila, even when we're alone, even without family. 
even with the plans ruined. Ben Zoma went up to the Pardes. Arba Nichnasu the Pardes, it says about Ben Zoma, he went up to the Pardes. He came back down, but he was never the same. He was never the same. After what he experienced in that Pardes, seeing what he saw, he was never the same. Never the same. It says Rabbi Yeshua Hananya was with this Talmud that he bumped into Ben Zoma. And he asked him a question. Ben Zoma was in his own world. And the Talmudim asked Yeshua, what's going on with Ben Zoma? Where is he? And he says, Ben Zoma's mibachutz. He's still outside. He's still outside. He has a bird's eye view. But those of Azariah couldn't see it. He couldn't see, he couldn't see past the Churban. He couldn't see how he could have a Seder. But Ben Zoma told Rabbi ben Azari, I heard Ben Zoma, I heard he made the drusha. Even in the Lila, you can make Pesach because you have to be able to see past the Lila. You have to be able to see past the Pach. You have to be able to imagine what it's going to be when we have a vaccine. Hashem sends us the Rafua, what the Yeshua is going to be like, the Simcha that we're going to experience. The love we're going to have for each other is so much more. But Klai Yisrael, for for humankind, so much more, so much deeper. Even in the Laila, Laila Kiyom Yair, Vayivoser Yaakov Levado, Veniskav Hashem Levado. God forbid a person should think that they're alone. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us at every moment. Shifran Pua. Shifran Pua. Koach HaShifra, the Koach to improve. In a state of poor, in a state of love, of care. For each other, for ourselves, for our families, for the Rabbana Shalom, Meshuvah Meyahava. One of the great Sadiqim of our generation, many of you have had the great Tzachos of meeting him. I have had the Tzachos of meeting him a number of times. The great Tzachos of being in the Dalad Amos, Rabbi Yitzhak David Grossman known as the Disco Rabbi, the great Disco Rabbi, the big tzaddik who was carrying cities, countless, countless numbers of Jews. He was, Rav Morde, he was with Rav Mordechai Becher, catching Mincha in Yerushalayim. Catching Mincha in Yerushalayim. In a small shibu. And as he walks in, an Israeli Jew grabs him by the arm. A yid grabs him by the arm. This is Rav Grossman. You saved my life, Be'emet. You saved my life for real. And Mincha was just starting. They David Mincha. Rav Mordechai Becher went over to this Jew afterwards and says, Rav Yid, I'm still in Barah Park, Rav Yid. I don't know if in Yerushalayim he said Rav Yid, I'm not sure. Achi, my brother. Achi, achi, achi v'rei. What do you mean, Reb Grossman saved your life? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. It was 1973. 1973. We were in the middle of the Yom Kippur War. And my pluga, my battalion, had the job of trying to take over Har Hermon. The Syrians were in control. It was an absolutely losing battle. We, we were sure we were going to lose. There was no shot. There was no shot. 
There was no chance. We were down, we were out, we were depressed, we were afraid, we were scared, and we knew that many of us, if not most of us, were not going to come home in two days. There was a Dati Chayal among this group, and he thought it was fundamental, it was important that they bring in someone to speak to this group before they go up and fight, to lift the spirits of the Chayalim before the Battle of Hermon. And he got in touch with someone who got in touch with David Grossman. And he was scheduled to come the next morning to this base. As he drives up, there was a mistake that was made. And someone else in the group had called an Israeli rock band to also come to try to lift the spirits of this mostly non-religious group. And it quickly was realized what happened. They weren't sure what to do. Rev Grossman suggested as follows. May I speak for a few minutes? And while you're setting up your equipment, I'll talk to the Hebra. I'll talk to the Chayalim. And then when you're ready, I'll be done and you can play. And they all thought that that was a good idea. And all the soldiers gathered around Rev Grossman. And he said as follows. Just imagine the scene. Hundreds of chayalim gathered around this chassidic rebbe, this tzaddik, and he says as follows, you chevra are about, are involved in the greatest mitzvah possible. You're involved in saving Klaalisra and protecting Klaalisra. You're going up to fight a battle against our enemies. We have to see what does the Torah say that soldiers are supposed to be thinking before they go out to battle. Says the Koyim Ashoch Molchama would get up and he'd tell the Chevrei, tell the soldiers, Shema Yisrael, before a person goes into battle, he has to say Shema Yisrael. So Rav Grossman starts to scream out, Shema Yisrael. And he says, repeat after me. And all the soldiers start to scream out, Shema Yisrael. And he says, louder. Scream Shema Yisrael. And everybody gets up and they're screaming Shema Yisrael from the bottom of their hearts. From their neshamas, they're screaming Shema Yisrael. And he screams out, Hashem Elokeinu. And they all scream out, Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem Echad. And they all scream out, Hashem Echad. And they all start to dance and Rev Grossman turns back to the rock band, which was now ready. And they start to, they start to play Shema Yisrael. And they all start dancing together. It was a popular tune, Shema Yisrael. I have a feeling it was that tune we used to sing when we were younger. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Everybody remember that tune? One of my favorite tunes growing up. Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Elokeinu, Hashem. And they're dancing and they're dancing. And when they finished, they knew, they knew. The soldier was telling Rebecca, we knew we would come out victorious. And they went up 
the next morning and they fought against the enemy and they won the battle. They lost many, but they won the battle. They won the battle. And Rav Becher told over that a couple of months later, he was telling over this story that this soldier told him about Rav Grossman. And another soldier got up after his speech and he says, I know it's true because I was there too. And Be'emet, he saved my life. Hevra, the Simcha is going to come. The Simcha in this time, in this difficult Kufa that we find ourselves, the, the, the Simcha is going to come the more we attach ourselves to the Rabbana Shalom, the more we believe, the more we open up, the more we pull away, we pull away the curtain. We forget about the nature, the Teva. God forbid, God forbid. I think we all understand. We're not saying that we don't follow 100%. But every professional is saying, of course, we have to stay healthy and inside and do everything we need to do to keep ourselves and our families and the community and the world healthy. But that without Hashgachas Hashem is not enough, not even close. For Yivoser Yaakov Levado, on some level, each one of us, this Pesach, whether with, with some family or not with family, with much family, Certainly much, much less than we're used to. And some of us are alone. We're not alone. A Jew is never alone. It's me and the Abishta. It's you and the Abishta. The more we feel alone, the more Hashem is with us. We have a fear, an anxiety, a problem, a doubt. Never to say like the Russia. What role can I play? What, what place do I have? Who am I to be by the Rabbanishim? Who are you? If that's what we would have said in Mitzrayim, we'd still be there. We were on the 49th level of Tumah. Each one of us has a place. Each one of us has a makam by the Rabbanishim. We have to remember the words of Rabbi David Grossman. The disco rav, the disco rabbi, the niska Hashem levado to remember to say with kavana, Shema Yisrael. The Jewish people know we believe Hashem alokeinu Hashem echad. I once saw in a sefer that the word Shema doesn't just mean to listen; it means to gather together. And the Arizal writes when a person says Shema Yisrael, he has to be mekabel upon himself and herself. To increase the love that we have between each one of us to every Jew. When we increase the Achtos, the Medrash says during the time, there were some kings during the time of Chisio, there was an enormous amount of Torah. But when the Jews went out to battle, so many of them fell in battle because they didn't have Achtos. Because they said Lashon Hara. Because they didn't have Achtos amongst each other. During the time of Shaul, there were many Averis that they were doing, but there was Achdus by Klal Yisrael, and they went out to battle and no one fell to increase the Achdus Shema Yisrael, to gather together with Am Yisrael. We have to gather together the Achdus of Am Yisrael. We're together. We're alone, but we're mamish together. I never felt more together than I do as alone as I've been. As, 
the last, I've never been in the house probably more than the last three weeks, but I never feel more connected as I'm sure you do. Connected with all of Am Yisrael. Let's remember. Afilu halelos. Kol yimei chayak afilu halelos. Laila kiyom yair. The more connected and the more close and the more we believe and feel that the Rabbon Shalom is right with us. This Pesach has the capacity to be the greatest Pesach that we've ever experienced. Wish everyone a Chag Kosher V'Sameach. We should be Zoycha soon. Zoycha soon. That we should dance in the streets of Yerushalayim. To dance in the streets of Yerushalayim with the building of the third base Hamigdash. Third base. Just imagine, close your eyes and imagine what that would be. Mashiach is going to come soon. Is going to come soon. The Ezra's Hashem, we have to daven, we have to pray. It's going to come soon. The Achdus of Am Yisrael, the prayers of Am Yisrael, the Shema Yisrael of Am Yisrael. Yitz Hashem, Hashem should bless us all and our families and all of Christ all with good health and with a great, wonderful, Gvaldika Pesach, Chakoshev Samach, wish everyone good health for you and your families and all of Am Yisrael. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.